There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm Brown & Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Ladies and gentlemen, boof. Wow. This is powerful. This hits hard, doesn't it? After that big weekend, I think set up. You would have thought maybe Jimmy Buffett could get two breaks. <laughs> Sure. I don't waste it, but it, no offense to Iggy, but like he's not in here. Not, no, but we all enjoy it. I do too, but it doesn't. Bubbles this is, up. I'll be honest. This is way better than Margarita Bill. Hundred times. Yes, it did. Yeah, he wanted to the song play, but then he turned into argument about something that happened on Facebook. I'm thinking right. about a guy doing this in a studio recording booth, and like the guy on the other side of the glass, just it. like this is perfect, waiting for the lyric right. to kick in and just this start? for two minutes. That's what I'd like to see. Well, they do need background music for these movies. Oh, I get it. It's just you would expect there to be a lead up. A <laughs> guy just playing this on an electric keyboard. You have to be awfully creative. <laughs> To come up with the background music for movies, wouldn't you? Yeah. Put that together for every instrument. And then... I think if I were watching the scene with Michael J. Fox, Scott, and Boof, and I had a keyboard in front of me, I think no. I could create this. You could. This is the emotion of the scene when Boof is yearning for Michael J. Fox and realizes she's losing him to the wolf. Oh, I was thinking Boof was maybe a dog or something. Or... <laughs> no, Boof's a girl. Oh, it's not a very good name for a girl. Is it or is it me? Would you name your little daughter Boof? I wouldn't. What is vibrating like a Sibian that needs to be plugged in? <laughs> is there a Sibian in here? I don't know. Do we have an earthquake? Maybe so we're in the we put. Oh, I do feel the dais is, uh, there's a vibration. You hear Do we have an earthquake? I feel so, yeah. There's a whirring Sibian. Jackson, there's a Sibian working in here. Is that the HVAC Can you hear that equipment? through the mics? I can't, I can't. I it's Seth it. Goldcamp in here. Or HVAC systems don't work, right? <laughs> that, that, that thing that like, hangs off of the wall. Oh, Lisa, <laughs> Lisa Boof Marconi. That's her real name? That's what it says here. Is she Lisa, the creator of the Marconi Awards? Lisa no. Boof Marconi, played by Susan Ursidi. Susan, Susan Earth, Earth City. Earth City. Earth City yeah. I know where she's from. <laughs> U R S I T T I. Ursity? Oh. Hmm. She didn't have much of a career. Uh, well, I would have thought that that role as Boof would 
right. launcher. Yeah, right. well, that launched right into Funland, where her role is titled actor. <laughs> Probably happens to a lot of actors as they think they finally got their big break. They think they did a good job. The movie or the TV show was successful, and then they never have their phone ring again. Especially kid actors, like younger actors, that can yeah. happen often. Doug, how old was Lisa Marbosody <laughs> when she no played the role? I thought it was a dog. I didn't even know it was a person. Well, she was born in 57. Teen Wolf came out in 85. So Wow, she was nearly 30 when she played the role of a junior in high school with Scott Howard? Right. Mm. Uh, let's see how old Michael J. Fox is. Doug, how old do you think Michael J. Fox? I bet Michael J. Fox is older than that. No. I'm going to say 58. Nice. Nope. I think he's older than that. 64 or 5. He's 62. Close. I actually won because I didn't go over. Yeah, you can't. What over a tough it. life he's had. Yeah. I love him though. On top of the world there for as a young man. What he had done for you Parkinson's, know, Parkinson's yeah. and that is huge because oh, yeah. he does have a great joyful personality mm-hmm. with it all. Certainly now, kind of on those latter <laughs> stages, it's hard to tell. Yeah. But love me, Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Love Spin Everybody City. Does. Remember that show? Oh yeah. Yeah. And he has a good sense of humor. That. Uh, yeah, a couple of arcs on uh, Kirby Enthusiasm, where Larry thought he shook the beer on purpose and sprayed that's it right. on him. Oh, that's pretty good. That's don't say bit. arcs. Don't say he had a couple of. I mean, arcs. that's what he had though. Well, I, mean, but I don't like that arc. He had a couple of bit parts. How okay, about that? that's better. Guest appearances. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thanks for coming back late. We got to hear random people laughing in the hallway when you opened the door. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, like laughing. Joey has a very distinctive laugh. <laughs> well, I thought James Carlton would be in here, but I. Gabe isn't coming out until 9.30, so I figured he's coming late, okay. so I figured I'd better come back since he may not be in here. And I was correct. And it was Joey, our Well, and since you work here, you probably should come back. But I thought James would be in here. <laughs> when James is in here, I don't come in for that segment. I let him sit here. Oh. Well, maybe you should just grab another chair no, and sit with us. I just let him us. off. It's going to be Mizzou talk, and I really don't follow him, so. Well, come on. That's part of our show. No, it's not. really don't follow it us. It is. No, it's not. It's so much a part of the show. We bring somebody in every week to talk about it. Yeah, once a week. That's part of, that's 20% of the show. <laughs> well, you got James covering for me. Well. <laughs> <laughs> covering. Know, ours just... is the type of program <laughs> you know, where our sponsors come. host the show. Are there fill-ins? Sponsors <laughs> just come in. You do our work for us. Hey, James, do you mind if uh, you and a Mark Hanna just take over the show? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'll watch the games, but I really don't break them down. Uh, Sam Horn should have got more time. Uh well, you don't have to say, uh, before and after your comment. That was, our, that was Balloon Party Friday. We, Tim and I just saying, uh, Sam Horn. Uh, you got a design air heating cooling email today coming up after the Colonel joins us for his inaugural 2023-2024 season appearance brought to you by James Carlton. Uh, Doug, did you have any cookouts this weekend? I did. Did you? Did you Saturday? use Andrews? Should have. I did, yeah. Yes. On a hamburger. Yeah. Right. I used Andrews last night on my chicken tendies. Oh, Andreas.com is where you can get that barbecue sauce. Uh, and you can go to Deerberg's and Schnooks and, of course, Andreas Steakhouse. And that is off of Collinsville Road in O'Fallon. Throws me off. Yeah. That's where it is. And uh, the Andreas Steak Sauce as well. God, I just remembered. I barbecued burgers and I was doing it in a rush last night, and I forgot to put the steak sauce on advance. No. I just realized it. How long do you keep burgers on there? It's only like five minutes a side, right? One flip a piece. Yeah, that's the way you're supposed to do it. it. That's the way you're supposed to do it. Eight minutes total, Doug. I see so many people smashing those things down on there, turning them over. Oh, you lose your juice, boy. I want dry as hell. I want like literally a gallon of blood. I want it bloody. I want it. Inner juices, entrails. If you know where you're getting your beef. I mean, I wouldn't buy 
meat at Schnucks and cook a medium rare. Why? What's wrong with Schnucks? <laughs> what? That's slanderous. That's slanderous as all hell. It's not slanderous. <laughs> yes, it is. You're telling us Schnucks <laughs> meat might might hurt us. Well, Costco because it's, it. it's it's usually 90% lean, 80% lean, 70% lean. So I'm not going to cook that medium rare, but if I go to, like, the smokehouse and I know I'm getting sirloin and ribeye, I'm going to cook that medium rare, but... Doug, have you gone? Do you do Costco? Do you do any of that? Occasionally, yeah. Costco is that meat selection that they How have is there is unbelievable, unbelievable. Now I'm not like I don't know if it's like good, like the eighty twenty. I'm not for sure how to judge, no. but it looks unbelievable. Which Costco do you go to? The one in South County? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you it's see, always crowded. They're building a Chick-fil-A by that. It's either a Sam's or a Costco. I forgot. It's in South County. You know what that Chick-fil-A is going to do? What? It's probably going to be the highest grossing Chick-fil-A in the St. Louis. Maybe Where is it going to be? Missouri. It could be right next to, I think it's Costco. Oh, really? Right next to the entrance of Costco. Yeah. Can oh, you just imagine the traffic that that's going to happen? Build, 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 build. No, no. They'll get no business on Saturday, though. Why? Sunday. Well, people go there at Costco, and it's like a... Oh, dude, Been yeah. Homeless shelter. Oh, it's it's really you have people going for third and fourth helpings of the of free the freebies, samples. yeah, free sample. It's noticeably yeah. bad. You could almost have lunch there. Well, these people do, most of them. Well, they can handle it. They're all right with it, and they're paying for their members. Yeah, they, they got you in the store. Out. Correct. Yeah. yeah, it's something else that has to stop. Oh gosh, what are we upset by now? The. Uh... Well, I wasn't taking a shot at Chinooks. It's like any any supermarket that, you know, 70% lean, 80% lean. You're not really sure. So what's wrong with uh, that? It's good meat. I just won't cook it medium rare. Why not? Be- because I'm not sure what's in it. Well, if it's lean, it's better for you, right? Yeah, 60% lean, 80% lean, but yeah, I don't know. Oh, we anyway, do, we do all of it. We do all of it page, all of it paid Madison, I want to say, not South County, all of it paid. But oh, if, you, if you go to the deli, which I do, I don't buy the packaged stuff, I'll get... Slice Swiss cheese or slice roast beef, whatever. Don't be one of those people that oh, no. they ask you, how do you want to cut? And I always say sandwich size. Then they come out with it. Is that fine? Yeah. Can I taste that? Let me see if that's what I... What? A little bit thicker. Then is that okay? Can I taste that? What do you, what do you have to taste the thickness? Really? And you're up mm. there for 10 minutes just Spicy basically just meat. eating oh. lunch. <laughs> uh, what's, that, what's that honey baked ham taste like? Can I taste a piece? How about that smoked turkey? After like nine different lunch meats, you've had a s- two sandwiches this? already. Who does that? I'm next in line. I'm watching these people just basically eat lunch. Where are you shopping? Schnucks. Which, what, where? What part of town? Maryland Heights. Oh. And Schnucks is nice enough to let people taste it, but you don't know what ham tastes like? Uh, what, what about that roast beef, that London broil? What does that taste like? It tastes like beef. Oh. Order it. Okay, Quit don't, eating. Don't get mm. mad. Oh, I'll tell you, you go to the Schnucks on Arsenal. Those people don't play. They are... Why don't they play? It's a very aggressive schnooks, and I like it. The people that they work there or the people that... Yeah, the people that, that work there. Yeah, they're, they're over... Because they they're probably fed they're up. They're over it, the yeah. And job. I love going in there. It's no nonsense. Like, you know. it, uh, it's amazing. They got it working like a prison there, and I mm. love that. <laughs> this is what it is. <laughs> Take it or leave it. Yeah, no videos. I don't, mm-hmm. don't do your TikToks here. Just mm-hmm. move along and get the hell out. Yeah, love that. One elderly lady got upset with me because I finally commented after like nine pieces of meat. I said, can I get you some mustard and maybe a loaf of bread? She goes, pardon me? Oh. Well, you've been up here for an hour. Go ahead and make a sandwich and get out. I've had the thought many times when I walk into one of those big grocery stores wondering if I eat that much food in a lifetime, 
what's in that grocery store right now? Would I eat that much by myself in a lifetime? Not at Costco. It was industrial. So that's why I'm disappointed. We don't utilize it enough because we don't have the pantry space. So we use do- dog food and dog treats. We utilize yeah. it for a lot of things, gas. But There's a lot I, of I can't you buy ketchup like this. No. <laughs> no, don't need that. There's a lot of aisles you're not going to use. Yeah, but you do eat a lot over the course of six or seven, eight decades. You eat a lot. I'm not sure you'd eat as much as what's in a grocery store. Would you do a poop pile on the size of <laughs> oh, no. Leaning Tower of Pisa? I, I, I wouldn't. I kind of think, no, you wouldn't eat that much. It's a lot of food. Well, that's a yeah. thought. That was a great thought. This is the thought I have every time I walk in one of these places. <laughs> Would I eat all this in my lifetime? Well, I've always said, I don't know how we don't run out of beef. I mean, as much, lots of cows. as much meat how, as, yeah. as this country eats... I mean, you can't have a calf every week. Those things got to grow up. You would think yeah. they'd run out of calves at some point. Well, we're out of beef. Until these grow up, we're out of beef. That's why they shoot them up with growth hormones quickly, so they're bigger earlier in their lives. They don't have to live so they don't long. They seem to run out. They just keep having babies. Yeah. and Chickens, too. No matter where you go, you can order as much chicken as you want. How many chickens are losing their lives every day? It's got to be in the tens of millions, right? Yeah, I don't know how they keep producing, and they're old enough to cook them. Black game. The colonel will be joining us. James Carlton is in. If you want to tag out, he is in. He said he's available. Come on in, buddy. Uh, James, come on in. Illinois Recovery Center is the new premier inpatient substance abuse facility in Swansea, Illinois. When it comes to the disease of addiction, getting help should not be as difficult as it currently is. The Illinois Recovery Center's mission is to be the receiving hand in the community when someone seeks help. The IRC delivers a comprehensive system of care that welcomes both the individual struggling and family alike. If you or someone you know wants to learn about the Illinois Recovery Center, please call 888-472-9559 or email info at IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. And if you are in the market for jewelry, Glenn Betts Jewelers, the official jeweler of TMA, online at GlennBettsJewelers.com. Dot com, just a mile east of 270 Manchester in De Pere. The Glenn Betts difference is you are served personally and that's sold. Glenn Betts Jewelers develops relationships through generations of your family as well. It's glennbettsjewelers.com, located one mile east of 270 on Manchester in De Pere. In the jewelry business, there is good, there is better, and there is best. And now we have Betts. The Betts family passion for serving their customers have been passed down from generation to generation. Go to Glenn Betts Jewelers. Com. Every Monday on the program, the Colonel will join us, and he's going to be presented to you by the great James Carlton, who has entered the Michelob Ultra Studios. James Carlton, online at carltoninsurance.net. What's the good word, James? Oh, good James. morning. There's a buzz after that San Diego game. San Di- I keep calling them San Diego. South Dakota game. Nice. A Isn't buzz there? where? I mean, don't you feel it? No, I couldn't Talk watch it. I couldn't in the first watch half? the game. Oh, goodness. That's right. Yeah, Doug so you're going to prioritize... The Cardinals over the Tigers? Cardinals and Blues okay. over Mizzou. Okay. Mizzou plays, what, 12 games? So what I can't get is on the Bally's app, you can get Blues a la carte for 20 bucks a month. And that's no, they won't I, do that with baseball, though. But can't they won't do, do it with baseball. baseball. Can't do it with baseball. Okay. So that's be, a mess. Uh, what a mess. And that's, that's why Bally's is trying not to pay Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball has told them, you have to pay. Kind of a surprising <laughs> development there. Yeah. And uh, they want to be able to distribute it on their app. A la carte, i.e. NHL. The NHL situation could get quite intriguing here when the season opens up in about a month. 
It's uh, it's quite a spot. It really what is. is. What is your television provider? Are so you I have more YouTube, on like me I have YouTube TV. I, I used to. I used to have DirecTV Stream and YouTube TV. So I get Cardinals and Blues on DirecTV Stream and then SEC Network and NFL and all that stuff on YouTube TV because I want it Red Zone. Mm-hmm. You could buy that for an add-on. I think it's about $10 yeah. a month. That's no-brainer for me. $10 yeah. a month. I get my money's worth on the Red Zone yeah. on Sundays for yeah. sure. Um, so right now I have that still. For the Blues, I'll just do a la carte, and I haven't watched much baseball. Well, there you go. Smart. Everybody's telling us about smart. this Fubo. <laughs> I haven't been on there. What's well, smart baseball this year, but if it was most years, you'd be in the right in the middle of a pennant race right now trying to nail down first and place. I, I'd make more of an effort if that were the case. You're right. Yeah. Well, so will I be able to watch Mizzou at all this year? I don't know. Well, I, come on, get something done. I mean, SEC Network's blacked out for you right now, yes. right? Are any, are any ESPN, ESPN channels? Too. ESPN. No. It's all gone. Yeah. It's all gone. It's oh, brutal. Oh, my. You got Monday Night Football week from tonight, much less any games. You know, Missouri K-State's an ESPN game. That's yeah, quite a spot. Yeah, that's tough, Doug. I feel And I, I think that this uh, will be the beginning of um, the market shifting of television. I think that this one, I don't think Charter's backing down. And I don't think Disney's in a spot where they can back down. So maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe it'll be remedied within the next hour. But I think this one could go on for a while. Sometimes you go on YouTube or Facebook and someone is illegally streaming the game. Sure. That's happened a few times. I've done that for fights, boxing matches, and things like that. But you can't count on it. And then it disappears usually after about 10 or 15 minutes (laughs) when somebody hears about it. My Netflix reverted back to me being able to join it again. I'm using Madison's parents' account, and they, a few months ago they snipped that, so we couldn't use it. And I just tried yeah. to log in randomly again, and it doesn't, doesn't work. work. Doggone it! So uh, yeah. Chase Daniel just uh, tweeted out that he is excited to announce the official start of his media career, working on the NFL Network. Uh, he is co-hosting the new 33rd team show, Chasing It, with Trey Wingo, I guess. Huh. Uh, co-hosting the Athletics Football Show with Robert Mays for the upcoming NFL and college football season and beyond. Being able to work in studio every Monday on the NFL Network's last season while I was still playing was an invaluable experience. It was a lot of work handling two jobs at once, but I'm so glad I did. There's no substitute for doing the real thing, and now I'm ready to kill it this season. So he is uh, he is done playing, and now he is uh, going on to the NFL Network and the Athletic. Good for him. Have you seen some so of his stuff? Him. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I think he's pretty good. I thought he made yeah. a really compelling case for uh, Brady Cook. Not that I'm saying that he's, you know, I'm not... Uh, I on Brady Cook. I'm not down on Brady Cook. I just would like to see Sam Horn more. Uh, but, uh, you know, as Chase Daniel, A, played, and B, was behind the scenes with the team this year. He appeared on... Uh, one of those SEC shows. One of those SEC yep. shows mm-hmm. and said there was no question that Brady Cook's the guy. That's right. Yep. And, I mean, that's that's a hell of an endorsement there. Yeah, and he also kind of reinforced Drinkwitz's comments about his character and leadership and all those different factors as well. I mean, See, he's the starter. Like like Gabe said in, in you know, his piece immediately following the game, there is not a, a starter battle right yeah. now. I see Chase Daniels started five games in his career, made $36 million. Isn't that something? Healthy yeah. as the day is long. <laughs> preseason, all, uh, probably Hall of Famer, though. He had some great preseason yeah, stats. It's amazing <laughs> that with all the quarterback problems in the league, he never really got a shot. He never really did. I think he said it took him like five seasons to ever actually play. Yeah. Like he never even got into a game until he was like, and, and maybe that boded well for him in these contracts. You Good know, locker they, room they, guy. Didn't have any tape on Maybe. Got a I Super guess. Bowl ring, too. Yes, yeah, first season. 
on the top. On you top were just thinking at some point you would really like to have a shot to play four or five games without being yanked out. I'm with you, but at some point I'd like to have that $38 million for well, starting yeah, five games. That's even better. Yeah. <laughs> He's got probably very limited injuries and as feels good great. As good as he was in college, though, you would have thought that at some point someone will give him a little bit of a chance. True. But like Colt McCoy, you haven't seen much. I mean, I guess he started a few games last year. He's still yeah. bouncing around a little bit. Kind of a similar type guy. Yeah. James and I played golf yesterday, Doug. Oh. Yeah, Tim, Tim took a few dollars. Of course. You probably <laughs> let him. No, I did. I'm a, I'm a hack. James was two up, though, through two. Oh, were you really? That? Just came out of the gate firing, just like Mizzou's offense on that four and out, three and out. Really? <laughs> Is that what they did on the first drive? They yeah, went three and they out. Punted. Oh, boy. Yeah. I saw the first three plays, and then it went black. Lucky. I mean, I'm not. Oh, as... really? It did. It did. Yeah, it started. Yeah, that's what I read. Yeah. Then it went black. I didn't yep. realize it. Mine, did, mine didn't even let me watch it. It was like the on-field reporter was going, and then it went black. Oh, I thought. I thought for sure you'd be a YouTube TV guy. Nope. Nope. But uh, luckily, one of my friends blessed me with his YouTube TV. Yeah, I think there's in. a way you can add four users oh, per yeah. account. Oh, I mean, right. so, oh, really? So anybody Absolutely out there, hit me up. I got. I got extra spots well, to add YouTube oh, TV. I can use one. I'll hit you up. All right. With there a guy in a monitor with a headset, like back at corporate? And somebody goes, okay, cut the feed. Yeah, they were cut. teasing us. It's yeah. like, sure, here's your game. Come on. Yeah, come imagine on. being Stop that it. guy yeah, to be able to just cut the uh-huh. entire feed for yep. America for absolutely. all that? I guess Disney's got the leverage here, you would think, right? I mean, because Spectrum's the one that's going to suffer from people canceling. Like, you've seen a lot of action on, but on social media. As I've been monitoring this so closely. I feel like I talk about it probably way too much, for, especially for the Bloom Party audience because it's so sports business intrinsic. But what I'm trying to convey is all of this relates to, if you want to talk about stuff on the field, what's going on with television is going to impact or already impacting what's going on in the field. And so Charter's position is we're fine with losing customers. We're going to lose a lot of money. We know that. But we're going to lose less money than if we were to pay Disney. Got it. Yeah. So they're like, fine. So this is, the this is, this could be, can't say this is, this could be, the moment where somebody goes, fine, we're we're good. You can you can take it. We're That's not... how I was with baseball, to be candid. But but charter, I mean, two point two billion dollars is what they pay Disney. So Disney could lose that money, and of course, charter is going to lose customers. And then how it relates to college sports is all of these schools. Again, it's you know it's like bait when people say, look at all the greed, but that's not actually how things work. If you don't join a conference or you don't flee to a conference, then you're left out. Mm-hmm. I mean, was Oregon State in Washington State, were they noble or were they just left out? Oh, left out. But does that mean that Oregon was greedy? They're just trying to survive in this in this space. So the issue right now is, is that all these rights fees are based on the subscriber model. But the subscriber model is dead. And, and so there's going to be a correction for college sports as well and so this is a i think it's a monster story i don't know how titillating it is it's it, right now it's at the forefront for a lot of st louisans because people want to watch espn and they can't but this has been percolating for a while yeah. i mean think about just three years ago you were able to watch fox sports midwest and espn and you could have been a charter subscriber a direct tv mm-hmm. subscriber youtube tv and you didn't even think anything of it and now it's all gone it's all fractured and i would say it's actually in the short term going to get worse I would imagine it's going to get better, quote-unquote better, but I think it'll be like Apple and Amazon providing the platforms and then the networks doing business with them. That's what I imagine is going to happen, but it's a monster situation because it impacts the fans' ability to watch games and then it impacts uh, the teams 
uh, and their revenue. I mean, the Cardinals are taking a real hit on this thing. I don't know how it'll impact the Blues as much, but the Cardinals at $60 million and equity in Bally Sports Midwest. At some point, Apple and Amazon will own absolutely everything. everything. That's it. That's yeah, it. That's, why, that's where I do think it's going to go. And then one will buy out the other. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one will win. So are the are the Spectrum customers like Doug? Are you guys just all going to hop in a car to make sure you can see that Middle Tennessee State game? Oh, on, we'll on probably Saturday? miss it. Probably miss it. <laughs> the, the fans, I mean, should all be flocking west toward Columbia since they can't watch it on TV. When they play some interesting games, then I'll have a dilemma. There you go. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hook you up. I gotcha. Okay. Uh, Deke well, Dotem has just issued a statement, Doug. YouTube TV account sharing. Heads up. One single family account can only have three simultaneous streams over all accounts in the quote-unquote family. I'd love to share mine with Doug if that wasn't the case. And then a little winking emoji. Oh. I don't know what that means. So so Doug, me, and one other person could stream at the same time? That's correct. No actually, issues? I know that because we've had multiple TVs on throughout the house. Oh, and I we see. actually TVs. maxed out. Okay. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Now that he mentions that. So well, do you have kids who watch in another room or something? Yeah, downstairs? but during during Tigers games, they are forced to oh, watch really? that offense perform. You wear jerseys and everything in the <laughs> family room when you watch? When we go to the games, yeah, we deck it out. Yeah. Not no, we're sitting home typically. Oh. No. Uh, the Colonel is okay. going to join us. You're sponsoring the Colonel both here on TMA and on Balloon Party this year. Uh, James, uh, you know I'm high on the over of six and a half wins. So is the Plowhawk. And uh, that's something. Yeah. He's a big Brady Cook guy. That one, that I one love comes Mason out of Brady nowhere. Cook. Yeah. I think he's gritty. He is. I agree. He gets a lot of slack for Drinkwit calling terrible plays. So I think <laughs> he's going to have a big year. He's a tough guy, to be sure. He That's runs, takes saying. some hits, like, and bounces right back up. Mm-hmm. People like to play for him, with him, it looks like. So I'm not saying yeah. they don't with Sam Horn. It just Brady Cook got that that vibe to me. I like him. Surprisingly good runner. He runs yeah. the ball well. Absolutely. Oh, he that touchdown he had in the first half just completely, you know, juke that guy out of his jock. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean he, he's got some athleticism. I, I hope, you know, they, they intentionally use his, his legs, but hopefully he's not running for his life like he was a lot last year yeah. if the offensive lines has improved as we're hoping. Let's see what the uh, colonel has to say. He's brought to you by James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, and James is in studio here the Michelob Ultra Studios. And, Doug, here is the colonel, oh, Gabriel P.D. Armand. He'll be with us every Monday this year on TMA. To talk uniforms? And Tuesday to talk uniforms. Okay. And every Friday on Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. Good morning, Colonel. What's up, guys? How are you? Oh, we're fine. Wonderful. James is in uh, studio. I saw, I want to I get your perspective on this. Because, you know, I'm a loyal Power Mizzou reader. A lot of my biggest fans are on Power Mizzou. And... <laughs> Mine, too. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I saw that, that some people felt like Eli Drinkwitz had lied, and then they were mad at you because you weren't mad that he was lying about what was supposed to be a quarterback competition and I, and I wanted to get your perspective on that because I was uh, I was reading that this weekend uh, what I have learned is I am pro liar um, that that is my stance You're in favor of <laughs> I, I support untruths um, look there was a, people don't like this but there was a competition it was all spring and all summer and I, I think I don't think Eli was forthcoming. Like I, I think the competition was more or less over before the first game. Now I, he gave Sam Horn the second half. So you know if Sam had gone out there and lit it up and and looked really good, maybe it's kind of a okay. Hang on, we need to take a longer look at this. But Brady played better um, and. He had the lead going into it, and, you know, I don't know what coach we expect to actually tell us 
the full truth going into things, right? I mean, if you want to be upset that Eli continued this competition into the season rather than saying, yeah, we know who our starter is, I I guess that's your right. Um, I tend to think it's more people are upset with who won the competition than that the competition uh, seemed to be over. Yeah, I I think you're right about that. I think you're right about that. You know. Ben Fredrickson, myself, Sam McDowell, we all wrote basically the same column after that first game, which is uh, he keeps telling us there's a quarterback competition, but there is no longer a quarterback competition. It's pretty obvious. Brady Cook is this team's starting quarterback. Now, I think it's important that they do get Sam Horn some experience and some reps when they can because the difference between last year and this year is that Sam Horn is now one play away from being your quarterback. Uh, At any given point, a starting quarterback in the SEC is in danger of going out of the game. So he needs to be ready this year. Last year when people were asking for him, he was a third or fourth string quarterback. He was never going to be the guy. Well, if you, if you have a quarterback who runs often and takes a lot of hits, it's not the worst thing in the world to have another guy with a little bit of experience ready to come in should the first guy get hurt. And, and what we'll find out is, you know, the last two years, Eli has played a quarterback that was – quite literally limping to the finish line due to injury. Now, Brady was his shoulder the year before. Connor Basilak was, I believe, a torn hamstring was was what ended up being the case. I don't remember that exactly. But either way, he's been playing a guy in the last four or five games of the season that clearly was hurt. And we all knew it, even if he never said it. Now, he has said all summer that he feels like he has more options on this team. So, point being, if Brady Cook gets hurt or... What if Brady Cook just goes like two for nine with two interceptions in the first half against Kansas State? Well, they feel like they have an option of maybe Sam Horn is not quite as good right now. Maybe he's not quite as far advanced in the offense and all that. But I think they do feel like they have somewhere they could turn if that situation arises. And I don't think he felt that way the last two years. Gabe DeArmond brought to you by James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Also a lot of reaction to... Uh, Eli Drinkwitz's post-game rant, uh, so to speak. Uh, what were your thoughts on uh, that? Um, a whole lot being made of nothing. Um, you know, the, the whole thing about, you know, Brady Cook and dating his daughter, like, he just kind of phrased it weirdly. <laughs> if he just said he's he's the type of guy that everybody, every father would want his daughter to bring home, like a million coaches have said that. And then the whole thing about, the media not getting a vote. The only it was a little weird. Like none of us have asked for a vote. None of us are <laughs> under the impression you care what we think, you know. Um, but you know, whatever. Um, Eli gets rolling sometimes and and says some things. You know, I, I just if he wins eight or nine games this year, he literally can stand at that podium and say anything he wants, and no fan will have an objection. I think any objection to what he says is more, well, we haven't been very good the last three years, and I'm not sure we're going to be any better this year, so then we get angry about what the coach says. Uh, I don't know. He can say what he wants. He's entertaining. I didn't take any offense to any of it, honestly. <laughs> uh, Colonel, they could have won 75 nothing. They could have won how they won. I don't really – those these games are just so – you know, I realize all schools play them, but whatever. Uh, the one thing that I did take from it that that stands out to me that I feel like could be a concern beyond is the performance of Harrison Mevis, who has been yes. one of the best kickers uh, in the country and is reliable as it gets. 
And now I wonder if there's something, I don't even know if it'd be physical so much as I wonder if there's like a yip situation going on. Uh, what are your thoughts on the kicker situation? Yeah, well, I said this week, like, I don't really know this because I've never kicked, but it seems like kicking would be very mental. Um, you know, and once you miss one, you're more likely to miss another one. Mavis did not miss a kick under 40 yards in his first two years. And then he missed a couple last year, and now he missed a couple on Thursday night. And this team played six games that were within a score last year. They're going to play a minimum of three or four this year. It is incre- It changes the way you approach a game if you don't know you. Like, you get to the 20-yard line and you don't know you have three points. Yeah. Two years ago, they knew that. They don't know that anymore. I mean, he might make it, but it's just – it's kind of throwing darts at this point. So, I, I'm interested to see if you get down to the 30-yard line, if you get down to the 20-yard line and you've got fourth and one, fourth and two, does it change the way you call a game? Because you don't know if you have those three points. I mean, there's going to come some point where, look, it's the end of the half or the end of the game and you just got to toss them out there and hope and eat. He's still overall, the percentages are good, but it, it is a, a concern. There were some big upsets this weekend. Clemson, Baylor, TCU all went down. Is, is there a message in there? Is this the portal doing its thing, or some teams just overrated at the start of the season? Yeah, I think it's week one more than anything else. Um, you know, the maybe it's the portal, but but I think it's week one. Like, we, we based so much on last year. Like, South Carolina was the team that, but hey, they deserve a lot of credit for beating Tennessee and beating Clemson late last year and all that. But that doesn't matter come the next September. Like, the momentum doesn't carry over for nine months. It, they lost a lot in the portal, put some, some more stuff in in the portal. Like, it's a different team. And so I thought a lot of people putting them in the top 25 or picking them third in the East, I, I think that's a little too much. And they didn't look very good, right? Um, the other thing is weird things happen in college football. I mean – like, LSU lost to Florida State last year and then went on and, and won the SEC West. They could do that again. LSU loses to Florida State badly, but if they run the table, they're probably in the playoff. Um, you know, and, and so I've been always been a big proponent that I don't think rankings should really exist and, and polls should really exist until week five or six. But I understand that that's no fun. That doesn't get the engagement and doesn't get people fired up. I mean – Every year, we literally the day after the national championship game, it's here's next year's top 25, which has never been dumber because we have absolutely no idea what any team's going to look like or who's going to be on any roster. Uh, so polls are for, for entertainment lines, I think, tend to probably be a little bit more. Um, they put a little more research into those. So upsets do matter, but I, I think it's more week one is weird than anything else. Good morning, Gabe. I, you know, I know you don't get to watch a lot of practice, but I assume you had certain expectations for some of these players going into the season. Is there anything you saw last Thursday evening that stood out to you? Like, whoa, this, this young man's going to be a player or any depth chart changes you expect for the upcoming game against Middle Tennessee? Yeah, well, first of all, the depth chart, I expect to not change one time this year. I expect we will be handed the same sheet of paper we were handed last week uh, 12 more times. Um, Marvin Burks. I, I think you have to acknowledge what he did as a true freshman, played a lot, had a sack, really played well. He's obviously going to be in the rotation. Um, I just really liked what I saw from Luther Burden. Uh, last yeah. year, I thought Luther Burden was a gadget player. He was, we're going to throw on some screens, we're going to get him some jet sweeps, we're just getting him the ball and making him, letting him make guys miss. On Thursday night, 
I saw him make NFL wide receiver plays, going down the field, contested balls, you know, taking hits, things like that. Um, I thought all very impressive. Other than that, um, not a lot that surprised me. I was honestly, I think the biggest disappointment out of that game is that not enough guys got to play because it was 28-10 in the third quarter and the coach doesn't feel comfortable at that point emptying the bench. That's the game you'd like everyone to get on the field. Um, and it didn't happen very similar to the Abilene Christian game last year. You came out of it and go, well, we didn't get to see Sam Horn in this game, and we didn't get to see some of these guys that we don't know a lot about. That's what that game should be. And because Missouri's offense, once again, wasn't quite good enough to just put somebody away, we didn't get to see that. Anybody else surprise you? You said Burden played a lot better. Anybody else catch your eye that uh, maybe went under the radar a little bit? the offensive line played well but the offensive line should play well against that team um you know now i looked back at what i wrote after the louisiana tech game last year and one of the things i wrote was hey guys i think this offensive line might be a problem so i could tell last year week one that it wasn't good enough and i couldn't tell that this year week one so that's good now i'm not i'm not saying that it's fixed and everything's great because they did what they should do against south dakota i need to see them do it against a grown-up team, which we'll see a little bit this week and a lot more next week. Um, But I I thought that was at least a positive sign that there was one sack, I think. But there weren't a lot of third and ones. They can't get a yard. Brady Cook's running for his life. He mostly had time to throw. Sam Horn mostly had time to throw. What did you think of uh, what transpired in Fort Worth with uh, Deion Sanders, Colorado Buffaloes, and uh, TCU? I mean, just like, it was the number. It was all anybody could talk about yeah. in college football, and rightfully so. I, I mean, he came in, and, and the best way I've heard, I heard Pat Forty on a podcast describe Dion the best. He just says out loud what most coaches think, right? Like all these guys are have an ego and have some some belief in their teams and what they do and all that. But Dion just tells everybody, and he's polarizing because of that. Um, but he backed it all up. And if he goes out and beats Nebraska this week, I mean, that team was awful last year. They have been entirely irrelevant for the better part of 20 years. If he goes 6-6 six and six and gets them to the Blue Bonnet Bowl this year, he might be the national coach of the year. And, uh, I, I mean, he has – I tweeted it in the third quarter. I said, if there's a better player in college football than Travis Hunter, I want to see him. His son, Shador, is a way better quarterback than I gave him credit for. I thought, yeah, he did it in the, in the swag, but like, I want to see him do it against a, a real Division One team, and he is. And now I've seen a lot of it pivot to, well, we don't even know if TCU is any good. Well, I don't care. They, they were a 21-point favorite, and Colorado hung 45 on him. I don't think anybody's saying Deion's going to the playoffs this year, but what he did is is unbelievably impressive uh flipping that roster and then then going out in week one and and uh, that team is going to be a lot of fun to watch did you happen to watch the entire entirety of the game i mean i'm not asking about the end because i think a lot of people in the country were tuned into the end but the beginning of colorado no i turned that on mid second okay it was so clear from the beginning and i don't know how many people were watching at the beginning i don't even know why i was watching it at the beginning but i was and it was so clear what they were doing, so much of it being coaching. Obviously, there's talent now, but so much of it is coaching. And, yeah, TCU is certainly not the TCU of, of 2022, 
uh, and that's an important part of the context on it, and it is only one weekend. But a lot of it was strategic, along with, of course, a completely revamping of the roster. I absolutely love what he has done there. I love it. Like you yeah. said, Gabe, he's he's doing what a lot of coaches are, are thinking internally. The difference is he doesn't need it, so to speak, so he can say it, and he is dangerous because he doesn't care. And where you would expect that roster is still probably behind is the offensive and defensive line, because that would just make sense, right? You can't flip an offensive and defensive line. But what he has is the skill guys. So what he's clearly going to do this year is a lot of what we saw in the Big 12, like 2005 to 2010. Hey, maybe a lot of us don't have the offensive and defensive lines to compete with Oklahoma and Texas, but what we can get is the right quarterback and the right skill position, guys, and we can just spread you out across the field, and we can go try to win games 45-42. I mean, we saw it up at, we saw it at Texas Tech and at Oklahoma State and at Missouri and at Kansas. They did that for a few years in, in the middle of the 2000s, and, you know, it's really fun football to watch, and no, they're not going to go win a game 20-10. to 10. I mean, that, that they're not going to pound you and, and run for 300 yards, but he is working with what he has, which is a stable of really good skill position guys. And, you know, yeah, you can't say, I mean, you have to give the coaching credit, right? He's, he's adapting to what he's got right now. And maybe that's what Dion wants to do eight years down the road too. And if he does get the lineman, it, it's going to look even better, but he's clearly coaching to the strengths of the roster. He has at this point. Gabe DeArmond brought to you by James Carlton of the Carlton state farm insurance agency every Monday on TMA today on Tuesday because of the Labor Day holiday and every Friday on balloon party on 101 ESPN all presented to you by James Carlton. Thank you, Colonel. All right, guys, have a good one. There goes uh, Gabe, and uh, Iggy has re-entered. James, that means uh, it's time for the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day. Ladies and gentlemen, the great James Carlton. Doug, it was his birthday yesterday. Oh, happy Happy birthday, James. Happy birthday, James. Happy birthday, James. I think we're about to the same age, 34, 35. That's correct. That's exactly right. Ooh, Iggy slid in behind me and grabbed my hips. Ooh. Oh, he did? Ooh, Ascension Charity. Nice. What's going on here, Iggy? I don't know, they were dropped off. I guess Spencer, maybe. No, is that right? Nice. What do we got? Oh, a little yeah. vendor. Uh... It's our parking for Thursday. Oh, sweet. Oh, because we're doing the show from there. Yeah. Oh, I need a, yeah, I need to talk need to, to see if we okay. have a replacement. Or, um, yeah. What up? I'm excited. Nice. I've never been to. Maybe grab some players. Uh, By the way, Spencer texted me this. This is just an aside. How about this? What? I don't know if I don't know if uh, I, don't, I don't know if he's listening. He probably is not because he's probably busy. as, what would you say, a little beaver? I would think so. Yeah. How about this? Texted me the TMA audience, man. They're just different. We got twenty-seven hundred entries in that sweepstakes to play golf with you on Monday. So I guess a week from today. By far the most entries of any sweepstakes we've had, and that includes golf with Ozzy Smith and another one we did with <laughs> Craig Berube in the past. It's amazing. Uh, so, uh, tip of the cap to the TMA audience, Doug. There's when do you, something when else. When do you play with them? Next Monday. And this is despite the fact you're not talking to any of them. Whoever well, wins. I let them know that. I would imagine we would have had 5 million entries if people yeah. known I would have talked to them, but I just can't. I can't. I can't well, be bothered. They don't team. deserve it. There's a talking team. Yeah. There's a talking team. There's a talking team. You have a surrogate yeah. that could at least be... <laughs> Be polite to some of these Yeah, people? those kids with the walkie-talkies over oh. Camponets. No, you'll have, like, Messi's bodyguard out there correct. following you yep. in case they get too when close. When I'm locked in on my game, I just can't be bothered. I wouldn't think so. 
pictures are out. Yeah. Signing. Can't do that unless my little step stool's with me. And oh, I'll do that because yeah. I don't like the height discrepancy. Right. I'm very insecure about you it. You want to at least show up in the photo. That's exactly right. You can see the top of one side of my <laughs> skull. All right, it's time for the design, air, heating, and cooling email today. Sup, daddies. Give it up. What a douche. Cut the shtick. It's old. What am I reading? I don't know. Sup, daddies. Give it up. What a douche. Cut the shtick. It's old. Oh, sorry. I didn't see you come in. I was just busy telling off a successful business owner who rates pizza for my breezeway. Sure, his podcast is still going with a lot of sponsors, but it doesn't matter. Am I jealous? No. I've got a breezeway. <laughs> Ramen noodles, oh, palm oils, and lots of guests who use my patio. I'm going back into the studio. Gotta go. Love to Doug. Praises to Tim. Tokes to Plow. Hat tip to Rick. Bubbles up, Captain. Oh. Cuck it, suck it, and flock it. That's Mr. Flocky the Smurf. Mr. Flocky the Smurf. Well, I've got a lot of followers, and you just trash me, so what's the difference? How many followers you have? Quite a few. Well, how many? I don't know. I don't count. Well, it shows you how many you have. You don't have to count them. I just figure there's a few. Okay. Tell me why my neighbor keeps mowing the grass with his shirt off. I know he's trying to send me a message, and that message is, come over here and unzip my trousers with your teeth. His topless beer belly seductively hangs over his waistband, Mm. and it's hard not to notice the sweat pooling in his oversized belly button. He struts around his yard with pronounced swamp ass, seductively drenching his dungarees. Samuel, a retired secretary from Sedalia, is a big history buff, so we normally just chat about World War II. But recently, he asked me to reenact the Battle of the Bulge, and boy, was I surprised when that bulge turned out to be hidden inside of his Haynes boxer briefs. Haynes? I wasn't sure if I was face-to-face with actual skid marks or old Preparation H stains. Oh. But either way you slice it, my loins were tingling. Ah. As old Sam approached me from behind, he whispered, I'm going to treat your backside like Doug's carpet and tear it up. Oh. Anyway, how do I break the news to my wife and kids that I'm moving out so I can spend more time with our middle-aged neighbor because I like the way his mustache feels against the nape of my neck? Oh. The JV Golf Coach. With a bad email. JV Golf Coach. Where did the JV Golf Coach get gay? <laughs> Everyone else is. He might as well be. I thought it was Kevin Miller for a minute. So he's going to sit down with his wife and children and explain that the neighbor's mustache feels good on his neck? It's going to be a tough conversation for sure. But, you know, you only live once. I guess you got to make yourself happy. Ours is the type of presentation where a middle-aged man boy with an appetite for restaurant waitresses feels free to drop in at any time and hand the phone to his Bond villain friend with the private jet so he can drop S-bombs and ignore Iggy's questions. I wish Goldfinger had been into porn so I could have ridden his coattails on the private jet. I'm broke, so I love people with money. Well, except that D-bag Dave Portnoy, who I hate follow for some reason. You see, when I'm not masturbating or doing my 15-hour-a-week, minus breaks, full-time radio show hijacker job, I like to hate follow social media accounts and get angry and reply telling them how wrong they are in order to trigger a dopamine release. So to recap, ABC and ESPN are blacked out on Spectrum. Fox and CW are blacked out on DirecTV, AT&T. The Cardinals and Baileys are blacked out everywhere else. Now, I get that ESPN and Bailey's are going through an existential crisis where their golden goose business model of collecting subscriber fees from millions of people who don't care about sports is finally being market corrected. But blacking out the free broadcast channels is a bridge too far. 
I've dusted off my old digital antenna, and here's a sample of what you can watch for free right now. All right. Uh, 2.1, local news. 2.2, Dennis the Menace, the early 1960s one. 4.1, local news. 4.2, divorce court. 4.3, Little House on the Prairie. Oh, Michael Landon. Mm-hmm. Uh, 5.1, The Today Show. 5.2, Good Times with John Amos, a.k.a. Cleo McDowell. Channel 9 has a bunch of kids programming and for some reason doesn't have a running Donnybrook all day. I'd love to see the Sode rerun where Sinbad sat in for Alvin Reed. Oh. So yeah, you get the idea it's mostly crap for the olds, but on channel 11.4, rewind, they've got a murderer's row of different strokes, facts of life, head of the class, and family ties. I fed it as Sal in and watch this until the big media slap and tickle sorts itself out. That's from Buck's Wall. This is really nice email, Buck. I wouldn't mind uh, channel 11.4. Sounds like TV land. Buck Swole. Nice. There it is. Doug, that's okay, what we got for the uh, Design Air Heating and Cooling email today. Should well, I thought the best, in my opinion, was uh, Mr. Flocky the Smurf. Slim Pickens <laughs> for gun, Guns N' Roses tickets. Yeah, Guns N' Roses tickets. Uh, even though it was gay, I, there's something about a man with a belly button full of sweat. <laughs> oh! It's like a little thimble what? full of What water. is there about that kind of gentleman? It just looks like a small little pond. You could probably stock that thing. Oh. I'm going to go with JV Golf. JV Golf Coach is shit. The designer Lucas. heating and cooling email of the day and is going to Guns N' Roses on Saturday. How do you do? Well, he's fine. I'm not I'm not feeling very good right now. He's leaving his wife for this guy with the mustache. Yeah, I feel bad for her. He didn't sound like he was a real catch either. That thing might be close to sold out too, Guns N' Roses. All right. Yeah. Are you going? Are you going? Uh... Well, we got an email because so many people want to go that said it may not be enough for all the staff. So I just said I'm kind of low on the totem pole. So, you know, if there's any extra, I'll take him. But take me also. Somebody else can go. Oh, look at that. Look at that, Doug. Wonderful gesture. That's a treat. Wonderful gesture. But if I get tickets, I'll go. Okay. Be a nice day at Bush Stadium. Yeah, should be. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the jungle, baby. That's a way to end it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, time for us to shut it down. Jackson and I are going to deal with it. Uh, it's three days' worth of pent-up frustration on uh, Balloon Party, and we'll just we'll tend to the situation. We're screwed. Yeah, I mean, we're probably going to talk college football. That won't be welcomed. Why don't and you start by saying uh, Deion Sanders is the greatest coach in the history of college football? Ooh, a take. Orlowski. See, see how that goes over. Orlowski. Uh, so that's coming up from 10 to 11. And uh, any sound stories today? I don't think so, nurse. Yeah. No sound stories? Nothing on my schedule. No. There you go. Uh, time for us to shut it down. For the plug, for Action Jackson, for Kenneth Eastrode, for my brother Kevin, for Douglas Vaughn, and for Mr. McKernan, this is Ben. For any Kelly Morning after from the Michelob Ultra Studios.